It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Welcome back. Welcome back to the What in the Dang Heck podcast with your hosts, Cecilia and Megan. That's so formal. <laughs> As if you did it. not hear our intro already. <laughs> You're distracted by the lovely and very consistent music we've had. Yes. I mean, that music is just ours for life now. I hear it and I'm like, this is my song. <laughs> oh yeah. There's something about it. Like it's not cheesy. I mean, no. maybe people think it is, but I don't think it Whatever. is. It's just kind of refreshing, not like the typical xylophone kind of. Yeah, you know or not I mean? like the da 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 And I'm like, yes. this is terrible. Like this is from <laughs> Elevator 19, music. 1990. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, it's weird. People are, okay, people are going to judge me for saying this. Oh, I wow. like the smell of elevators. Okay, that makes zero sense. I'm judging you for saying that. <laughs> There's okay, a but I like smell. the smell of... Um, gas pumps. Okay. So yeah. one of the first I mean, questions I think I asked Patrick on our first day, is was like, what's your favorite smell? He's like, what <laughs> kind of question is that? I'm like, it says a lot about a person. Yeah. It tells me everything. Oh gosh. So you like elevators and I like gas pumps. So we're yeah. more trashy than we come off. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he was like vanilla bean. I'm like, come on, you that gotta be more so basic. Safe oh. answer. <laughs> safe yeah but there's something <laughs> he really like, wanted you he was scared don't, don't be scared little boy no, he's so creepy that's why he said vanilla bean he was like i gotta play it safe this girl's a crazy person and the moment we went to ice cream i got goat cheese cherry ice cream he's like this girl is he's a psycho crazy serial killer for sure <laughs> No, there's something about a smell. Not all elevators have the smell, but there most elevators have the smell. Um, especially like it's not because nicer hotels kind of have their scent to the hotel. So not a nicer hotel. It's more like back alley hotel or, or like back alley elevator. Like the one we stayed in at the live action gala on like the yes. second night. <laughs> Correct. Like that one. That was so sketchy. Yeah, it was so sketchy. Yeah. We had like twin beds. I think we paid like $50. So weird. Yeah. I mean, we paid, we got what we paid for. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But Funny. you could walk right. to the, to the bar that we went to that night. So we could, nice. we could, I don't know if we did, but we could, we could have, good. we wouldn't <laughs> probably, we shouldn't have if we did walk <laughs> I know. downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have a lot of Q and A's and we're going to be all over the board today. So buckle up. That's just um, how we like it. That's how we like it. Um, <laughs> Megan, heck yes. My heck yes is that, okay, we're, we are finally potty, potty training here again. I tried a little while ago, was not, I did not have the energy for it. We're trying again now. And Yay. she had not pooped on the toilet yet. Like she, don't worry. She, she had pooped, but just not on the toilet. And she never wanted to or anything. And then one point during today, she she looked at me and said, Mom, I'm gonna go inside and wash my hands. And I was like, Okay, like thank you for telling me. 
she goes inside she's inside for a little while she's her nickname is raccoon because she's notorious for just like getting into stuff and just like all of a sudden she's like got water flowing out of the sink and like it's all because she's trying to give her animal a bath or something I don't know and so I was like she's been in there for way too long so I go in and I'm like Bubba and I like ask where she's at kind of and she comes out of the bathroom she's like mama I pooped and I was like what where and I'm like looking around thinking it's totally on the floor somewhere right and she's like I pooped in and I could hear that she had just flushed and I was like, did you poop in the toilet by yourself? And she was like, yeah, mama. And I was like, what the heck? And obviously I helped her wipe and she sure as heck had pooped. And I was like, this kid just went inside and decided to get on the toilet, pull her chair out, sit on the toilet by herself and poop by herself for the first time ever. And I was like, this actually checks out. This is exactly how I feel like she would have had to learn this or do yeah, this. Like totally. she doesn't want me there. She doesn't want to be told what to do or how to do it. She's just going to figure it out and do it herself. And I was just so excited. And Avery and I were both so excited. And we were like, we're so proud of you. This is so great. And then I looked at Avery like five minutes after. And I was like, wow, this is where excitement is spent in our lives now. <laughs> we're like, that kid I knew that she would just one day decide to potty train herself. Like that's her personality. Like yeah. there's some kids that would be in diapers till they were 10 and other kids that will just do it by themselves. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she definitely needs some consistency and some reminding, but the poop was starting to be like, okay, when is this going to click in for you? And she just like decided. And I was like, I love you so much for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> that was easy Super enough. helpful. Yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> what about you? I'm sure it's way less TMI. Um, well, I couldn't really think of a heck yes, but not that my life is going terribly already. Everybody pray for Cece. It's just, I was a little brain dead. Um, my heck yes is that Patrick and I are still painting. Love it's it. going well. We're now painting the transfiguration, I'm pretty sure. Um, and what we have started is we're watching. So my dad has Hulu and I have the login. Thanks, dad. And <laughs> shout out to my dad. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my dad. And in high school, I watched this series called Parenthood. I think it was like on Fox or NBC or I think it was ABC maybe, but it's like a six season, like it's six season, you know, 12 episodes a season, like a real seasonal show. And I loved the show in high school. And so we started watching it again. He's never seen it. And I forgot everything almost, you know, know, so your brain works (laughs) and, um, it's been so fun to just be like, okay, we only watch parenthood when we paint and we only paint when we watch parenthood. And <laughs> it's like just, thing. it is, it is. And, um, I just haven't watched like a show that can just a show in general yeah. in so long. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to keep first, up with it. Yeah. And like when he's at work, I'm not tempted to watch it because we, yeah, it's your well, thing. You'd be cheating yeah. on him if you watched it without him. Exactly. But I told him if we don't finish it before he deploys, I'm watching the end by myself. Oh yeah. So, That's uh, non-negotiable. That's like a no brainer. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, yeah, no, sorry. Not doing that. Um, so yeah, it's, if anyone needs a show, parenthood's really great. It's feels like real, if that makes sense. Like it goes okay. into four adult siblings lives and their grandparent and their parents, and then okay. all their children. And the stuff that happens within the show is like real life things. So it just feels like, like there'll be something that happened. Patrick will be like, how would you have handled that? And I'll be like, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't have suffocated their 16 year old daughter. She's just going to want to do that more. Yeah. You know, scenarios that are not make you think. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is this the show that you told me? No, I think that was a nanny show. Wasn't there like a nanny show that you watched? Oh yeah. We always watch super nanny. Okay. Never mind. Super nanny or wife swap. That's on Hulu too. Wife swap is so good. It's so good. I love wife swap so much. It was so funny. I was watching wife swap and there was this family that like homeschooled their kids. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this looks identical to one of my friend's parents. Like this must be their sibling. It straight up was their sibling. I'm like, wow, that's no so way. Funny. That's yeah. really cool. Um, I just remember there being a family where they had a son who was overweight and all he ate was chicken nuggets. And when the new wife came over, she was like, you are not eating chicken nuggets. And he threw a fit because he couldn't have <laughs> chicken nuggets for dinner. And I was like, yeah, you tell him you can't have chicken nuggets. for dinner." <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> yeah. Super nanny wife swap and then parenthood. Those are our rotation. Right. So Here we go. yeah. <laughs> What's your heck? No. Um, my heck no is that I've just been so sick lately. Uh, the past couple of days, probably we're going to probably day six now. Um, I've just had only one tonsil has been messed up. I tested negative for everything. Um, they sent me home with some antibiotics, but I haven't taken them yet because they're for one of the things that I tested negative for. So I was like, that feels confusing. And I'm just kind of like grinding it out. Well, I don't want to say I'm grinding it out. I'm taking lots of naps. I'm like drinking honey lemon tea. Like I'm doing all the things, but I'm just tired and being sick as a mom is like the worst thing in the world. Right before hopping on this, Mm -hmm. I told Avery, I was like, if someone like, if I'm not sick and I'm not in like a first trimester pregnancy, because that is identical to just being sick for 12 weeks straight. Right. So I was like, if I'm neither of those things and someone asks me how I'm doing, I should just start replying with like the utmost enthusiasm. Like I am just so good. I am at my baseline. I am really just divine. Like this is divine. Cause it's just so being sick as a mom is literally just like, ugh, it's the worst. Yeah, I'm just, I haven't done anything. This is the first time I put makeup on in like a week. <laughs> I feel like it's fake. Like, I, I, still can't, feel sick. <laughs> I can't actually, because obviously I don't have children, like fathom being sick and trying to take care of kids. Oh, it, it's awful. It feels like it prolongs. It probably does. It prolongs like the recovery. Cause you're just like, yeah. you can't stop. You can't just like check out for three days and then be like, oh, I feel much better. Thank you. It's just like nap when they nap. And then when they're not napping, you got to occupy and entertain and clean and feed and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I just, ugh, absolute heck no is being sick right now. Oh, but well, you need what about better. you? Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my heck no, I mentioned this on Instagram a little bit, but I was like, I was too butthurt to continue on with the saga at that moment. So I, my laptop broke. I had to get a laptop. I work from my laptop. There's not like a, there's not another opportunity. Like it was like, I, I yeah, had it. to get one. Yeah. So I found a store, a Japanese store, kind of like a Japanese Best Buy. I went in there, got the laptop. It's like brand new 2023. I like ordered on a Saturday. It came in on a Tuesday. Great. $3,000 is not great. Um, <laughs> I, get uh. it. I pick up the laptop. Now, granted, there wasn't like a sample of the laptop, right? Because it was brand new. They didn't even have it in store yet. Okay. I bring it home. I open it up. The keys are Japanese. Oh, frick. I was going to say, I was going to ask if it was going to be that. And I bring it back to the store and they won't like return it. Are you joking? 
No, I'm not joking. And then someone DMs me and says, I used to work for Apple manufacturer parts and the parts of the computers are different in every country because they import different things. So if this laptop has anything wrong with it, when you go back to the States, it's going to take a year to get the part from Japan. So wait, are you working right now from that Japanese laptop? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So now there's like little like you know, English characters on it, but they're different places. Like some areas are different places. Oh my god! And like, there's certain symbols that just don't exist. Um, yeah. So it's really unfortunate. I'm going to sell this before we leave Japan. Yeah. I'm just going to have to, you know, yeah. sell it on Facebook marketplace here. Dude. Yeah. So they won't return it. I was in there for two hours using Google translate, trying to get them to take this laptop back. And I was like, will you take it used? Like literally I didn't even use it. I opened it up, Mm -hmm. saw that it had characters, closed it and came the next day. Right. And I was ready to cry. And I was like, where did, where did I sign that? It said that this would have, you know, um, Japanese characters. Was there something I signed that said that? Cause obviously I signed in to, like it was a Japanese right right um, when they don't refund things like what is no, that because I opened it I'm like yeah oh. I opened it because I needed to, to see that it had Japanese I'm like I can't use this so Ugh. yeah that was like made probably one of the biggest fails the most expensive fail of my life so far yeah that sucks yeah be so I'd be now I mean it works <laughs> obviously like it, it's doing what I need it to do. It's just really unfortunate that this is the way it has to be. And yeah, I'll just need to sell it in a year and a half, you know? Yeah. That's so dumb though. So, that makes things so much slower too. Cause you're like, where the heck did the A go? I'm so used to be- being over there. Yeah. Like the A's there, but like the period, the comma, the semicolon, like all those are in different places. Weird. Okay. There's like no dash. And then if I click a random key, it turns into Japanese. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, that's a really big, that's a really expensive heck no. That is a very expensive heck no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Jeez. sore subject. Sore subject. Um, my, I mean, some consider it an expensive heck no, but my $56 candle that we talked about last time. I asked people what they thought on the story and turns out Candlefish is like a brand. And in Charleston, there's like a store and you can learn how to, how they make them. And you can like make your own Candlefish candle. And like everyone that knows Candlefish was messaging and commenting saying like, oh my gosh, love that brand. So worth the $56, whatever. But everyone that doesn't know the brand is like, that is the biggest waste of money I've ever seen. So it feels kind of like I stumbled upon like the product of candles without even knowing it. And I'm not a brand girl to begin with, but I'm like, okay, it was worth it. So when you told me about it or sent me photos, I had looked them up on Instagram and I was like, oh, they're really cute. Aren't they? They're so yeah. cute. I had mm-hmm. many, many people saying they thought it was much bigger. And as I took the video today and put my hand next to it, I also was like, this is much smaller than I remember it being. <laughs> yeah, so I think in small. my head, I imagined that it was just like more worth it than it maybe was. But anyways, yeah, I you're just gonna had burn to share that. that. I yeah. want to I, I wanna go back to Charleston. Maybe I'll go by myself this summer or something. Just for fun. Well, there's cute candlefish stores. So it's so fun. You want to meet me in Charleston? <laughs> Let's do it. 
Let's do it. Um, yeah, Charleston's awesome. But what I was going to say is I saw this video the other day on like my for you page. I don't know. It popped Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. and it was like a candle on fire in someone's bathroom. And all the comments were saying like, yeah, you're not supposed to burn the last fourth of a candle. And like, there's different instructions on like how long you can keep it burning before like certain ones can light on fire and like all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know any of that and people are like yeah and then this girl dumped water on it and I guess if there's wax with water I don't know these fire rules I was like Patrick you need to give me like the 411 on like fire safety right because I've had like food light on fire twice Mm -hmm. in the last week and a half and I'm like oh my gosh I'm a fire extinguisher um (laughs) that isn't given to us by the military so like fend for yourself yeah apparently Because uh, side note, our stove top like doesn't work. If it's on two, it can randomly go to 10. And then if it's oh, on cool. 10, it might not work. So it's like, you're cool. pretty much guessing how hot something is because <laughs> it's electric besides the point. Um, yeah. Like it lit on and, and they're like, no, you need to like put the top on if it lights on fire or you need to put sand or um, like oh, put a towel just, just over go grab it. My sand. I know, the but they're like, yeah, you need to put a towel over it to stop like the oxygen or, okay. but I, I wouldn't eat, I would have, I would put water on it, but they're like, I yeah, know I'm going to dump it in the bath. Well, yeah. Like okay. if there's oil, you can't like, if it's an oil base, I guess if it's like yeah. coconut based, it's different. Um, okay. that checks out because Avery was telling me that about like a fire on a stove or something. If there's oil, like if a pan, cause he was heating a pan, one of his mm-hmm. cast iron pans that he just like um what do you call it he'd just taken like a buff or two and gotten all yeah. the black stuff off of it and made it all shiny and everything and was putting oil in it to like season it and everything and it lit on fire and he was like if there's oil in it oil's like a carried through the water like it's not going to put the water or it's not going to put the fire out it's just going to get carried through the water <laughs> and so you're going to make it bigger than it already is and you put so the top on out. right you put the top on yeah which I guess makes sense for the candle thing too yeah. I just didn't know there were rules like that about candles. Me neither. They're like, you need to read the directions on the back of the candle. And like, oh I would gosh. read comments. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm stupid. I would <laughs> do everything wrong. Everything wrong. My house would have been up in flames. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, never use the last third, the last fourth of the candle. I'm like, I always use them. I always, I just burn that sucker to the ground. Yeah. Well, it's going to burn to the ground. <laughs> I do remember Amber Fillerup. We talked about her last week. I remember her sharing in one of her stories once that one of her candles, like her anthro candles, burned through. And I guess everyone was saying very similar stuff to that. Like, you can't burn the last fourth, you can't whatever. And I was like, okay. Uh, okay. Weird. Yeah. Anyways. I know. And never leave it unintended. That's what they were saying. I was like, oh my gosh. Let's leave huge. a candle like in the bathroom sometimes if I have like guests and stuff. True. Not that I forget to turn it off or burn it out, but like, you know having I mean I literally went to class one time and came home and I was so so ignorant of me I was walking into my room like recording some Instagram story or something and I was like da 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 and then I was like has that been lit the whole time I have literally been at class half of the day (laughs) I have this whole reaction on video but I'm like I just left my house with this three wick Walmart candle (gasps) burning and I was like and that's what they were saying. Don't buy them from wrong. Walmart. They're like cheap candles. I'm like, oh my you get God. what you pay for. Yeah. Well, and now I'm like, I would never burn a Walmart candle in my home. I don't want cancer, but I still like totally left unattended and like guardian angels were watching out or something because everything was fine, but I should have been disciplined that day by that candle. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of quality candles that aren't wax based. Yeah. Like terrible, well, terrible wax based. Yes. They're coke. Okay. Paraffin. So candles is what yes. we were transitioning into. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, uh, coconut wax and beeswax, mm-hmm. right? Coconut yeah. wax and beeswax, baby. Yeah. So you should be able to put that candle out just with the, the topper, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they are amazing. You guys need to look up their website is so probably one of the most beautiful product websites we've had. Yeah. Um, it's very easy to access to. Yeah. Their website's awesome. And it totally represents their minimalistic and modern design that they have with Mm -hmm. everything. But Corda is a Catholic owned company, husband and wife team, and their scents are all connected to the saints and the faith. They have just, you know, great ingredients, like we were saying, but, um, a great option for you guys is candles, for gifting, especially for Easter and Mother's Day coming up. Mm -hmm. There's some great like men's kind of pointed ones, especially for your priest for Easter. And then, um, as far as mother day, mother's day goes, like you can't go wrong with any of these. They're just stunning and smell so great. I said last time, I literally have one in my bathroom and I don't even light it because it even gives off. It just smells good. (laughs) it. Yeah. Um, but you can receive 10% off your order through May 1st with code all caps, heck yes, candles at Corda, C-O-R-D-A, cordacandles.com backslash W-I-T-D-H. And everything will be in the show notes, but Corda candles, we're so happy to have them. They smell so dang good and they're beautiful. Yeah. They're so great to just be sitting on the mantle or a little cute tray. <laughs> they're like the perfect size to sit on a tray on in like the middle of a table, you know? Yeah. Like when you do like a grouping of three things or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the perfect one of the three things. Like a mirrored so or marble tray on like a yes. counter. Yes, yes, that's one of the items. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also <laughs> just, you mentioned your priest, but I even think like if you and your husband, I don't know, I just go all out for holidays and stuff all the time. But if you and your husband give each other like small Easter baskets, mm-hmm. even getting him one of the ones, because they have some manly ones, like a St. Joseph one, they have a Blessed Pierre Giorgio one. I think they have a Maximilian Colby one too. I could be wrong. But they have some like manly scents. And I know for a fact, like Avery, I've given Avery, well, I gave him one that was tire scented. So he put it in the car or in the garage. But I know for a fact, he would put lighting candles (laughs) in the car. Candles in the car. No, uh, but I know for a fact, he would put it in his office and it would be something that's like faith based and from a Catholic company for Easter. And it's just like, check, check, check. This makes sense. Quarter candles. Check them out. Love them. Love them. Okay. So should we jump in to some of these Q and A's? I'll let you take the lead. Okay. I think the first one just makes sense. How did the two of you meet? Great question. (laughs) Uh, It was lots of years ago. It was 2018 maybe. Yeah. I mean, it started on Instagram and then we both ended up at um, Seek seek mm-hmm. and then we met in person and it was kind of one of those things where it's seek like indianapolis 2019 yeah. was it 20 yeah it was 20 no well it was 2018 2019 wasn't it yeah it was yeah because like, yeah, i'd just been yeah. engaged yep yeah okay 2018 i am remembering now um and we met up just to like get a drink and mm-hmm. i remember going into it thinking like okay this could be cooler it could just be weird and be like one and done kind of thing because there were a couple of those that happened over the course of that whole conference uh-huh. and we ended up just like talking and talking and I was like what the heck and I had my like, friends there too yeah I was there with my mm-hmm. college you were there with some girlfriends from your hometown right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they were super fun to hang out with. And we ended up like after CC and I hung out one-on-one for drinks, I ended up going with them later that night. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't ever really close to my college group. So I left them and went with CC's girlfriends and her for the night. Like it was like the dancing and the concert yeah. and stuff. And so we hung out all night and then we saw each other again the next day. Like we saw each other the rest of the conference after that. Yeah. And then I invited her to my wedding and I was like, I mean, we hung out at a conference, but, uh, and she came, she came and I was like, okay, this girl's a keeper. And then I made her a godmother so she could never look back. And here we we've are. done a lot. Like we've traveled to each other quite a bit. Yes. Um, especially you once I had kids, but well, even like you've traveled to DC twice, three, four times, you know, that's true. That is true. And we did like, we would travel, we traveled out to California together. She, Mm -hmm. I got to be her plus one to a gala, which is really fun. Yeah. We've been in California Um, twice together. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. We've done a lot. We're world travelers. (laughs) We've been like three places together, (laughs) but seriously, like we've, you know, we make the effort and, um, yeah, I mean, like this summer, you're going to come with the girls mm-hmm. and that's going to be really exciting to Kentucky. So like fun. it takes work to do a long distance friendship, but it's so worth it. Um, because totally. what are the chances that your the bet your best friend is going to live next to you, you know? Like, right. Right. Especially when you are a military wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> like either of us. Yeah. Um, but well, even we like, live like very specific lives. It's not every day yeah. where you run into someone who's devout Catholic and military combo and entrepreneur. And so. Entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. And self-employed and the same age as you mm-hmm. and like has the same standards in their life as you. So it was just like so many things that were like, okay, what the heck? This person makes me want to be a better person all the time, Mm -hmm. but also can relate to me in pretty much every facet of my life. And Mm -hmm. so like why this is great. Like, and like sit in the crap with you too. Yeah, you know, totally. And like brainstorm or be like, no, you get out of the crap. You put yourself (laughs) or just be like, yeah, dude, (laughs) or like sympathy. Like, yeah, dude, that actually really sucks. Yeah, that blows. (laughs) (laughs) That was CC all of my time in New Mexico. Yeah, this sucks. I have nothing else to add. This sucks. I'll acknowledge that it's <laughs> you even flew out and got a freaking patchy she got like <laughs> ringworm or something she flew out to New Mexico and sacrificed her body to be in the suck with me okay I literally got ringworm in New Mexico I was like I don't even know what ringworm is it was probably from Mo probably we'll just blame it all on Mo we'll if anyone's an OG you know who Mo is and R.I.P. Mo R.I.P. Mo I mean he's still alive he's living his best life now but he's not in the picture anymore so thank goodness praise Jesus. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how we met. By the way, for the new people, Mo was her like, like half a brain dog. <laughs> like he had a lot of mental issues. I, and yes. And I don't the think they it's were... a dog. Like you, yeah. a dog yeah. is not a human. A dog yeah. is a pet. A dog does not have a soul. And I like totally understand the whole thing of like people buy puppies and then get rid of them right after. And it's like, they just got obsessed with like the cute puppy stage and then realized how much hard work a dog is, but we already had a dog. We knew what the hard work was. We've never had a mentally handicapped dog before that literally. <laughs> I it, wouldn't be laughing if this was a human, but the fact that but it's, it's Mo and CC met Mo in real life. Like CC knows. Um, he only, he was only somewhat okay around Avery, which like doesn't help because Avery's like not never home. Right. So it was just, I mean, he literally was so anxious that he would, he 
dug through our carpet to the bottom concrete floor, like in the middle of the carpet, not a corner, not any, he just dug so much while we were gone one day. And I was like, this is, this is too much. We cannot, we spent thousands on training, on treats, on CBD. Uh, we tried it all. So he lives <laughs> on a ranch right now. <laughs> yeah, he lives, I actually get asked this question a lot in my DMs from people who are OG. So I, it's actually kind of nice that I get to explain this for everyone that was wondering where Mo is. He's on 20 plus acres of ranch with another dog that has the same amount of energy as him, that is the same age as him. With- same mental handicap. There, <laughs> Probably not, I don't think, but uh, it's really hard to come across that kind of amount of issues in a dog. Uh, but the two owners that he's with, um, they're, I think they're married. They have no kids. They're in like their fifties, I think. And they take their dogs with them everywhere. Every time they go on vacation, their dogs come with like their dogs are their children. And that is the kind of attention Mo needs. Mm -hmm. And that is the kind of space Mo needs to just run. His new name is Hank. I think it's perfect for him. I just get so funny. He just is living his best life. We'll see videos all the time where he's just sprinting around this 20 acres and it's just great. We're happy for him. We're happy as a married couple. Yeah, good for Hank. Hank. (laughs) But can we also explain why he was mental handicapped? Yeah. So apparently he was the last one to go of the, of the litter. And, um, he and his parents were kept probably majority, majority of the time they were kept in the garage, not like because it was filthy and like the people didn't care about them, but that's just where their beds were. That's where they were kept. They were in Arizona. So it was always hot, Mm -hmm. all totally understandable, but because he wasn't taken outside and socialized a ton by the time, I think we got him at like 12 or 13 weeks, he was terrified of everything. And apparently our trainer that we hired was like, if a dog's not taken out into the world and introduced to all kinds of other dogs and sounds and noises, the lawnmower, the trash truck, all these things, then it's like introducing a six-year-old child to the world for the first time. And they're going to freak the frick out over everything because everything is just obnoxious and 10 times worse than it would have been, you know? So that was why, and there was no, you can't rewire that. You yeah. know, you just got to give him 20 plus acres of quiet no and cognitive therapy. Attention. Yeah. Right. I can't talk him through why this is all it's fine. It's fine. Like, I mean, he would freak out on a leash with us. If there was a car that drove by, it was absurd. It was sad, yeah. but it was not possible. We could not, we could not. Yeah. So anyways, though, that was I would question. just like to say when Meg told me she was getting Mo, I said, don't get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As, as we would expect CC too, with her dog loving self, right? No, so. you were pregnant. Avery was going to deploy or not deploy. He was no. going to go to training and, yeah. and you already yes. had a dog and you lived on base housing. Yes. There were many people. I think as soon as, I mean, cause we just kind of got him and didn't really tell any people. I think CC was one of the few people I let in on yeah. it, which was kind of dumb. Cause I knew what she would say too, but we had a lot of people when we like brought him up on FaceTime and like introduced him to our parents and stuff that looked at us like, (laughs) it was the year of COVID too. So it was just, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We learned, I guess I don't got a dog. I got a laptop. We both screwed up. Yes. Thousands were spent. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get a refund. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) We couldn't get it. We couldn't give it back. Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> so oh geez okay well next question <laughs> ideas for what in the dang heck listening parties trying to start one at fsu Ooh. i love <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Well, obviously someone needs to bring the pop tarts and the butter, Mm -hmm. salted Mm -hmm. butter, particularly. Yes. Um, Chick-fil-A always a good option. It is a good Um, option. Uh, orange and pink is mandatory to get in the door. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel like that would be fun. (laughs) Um, theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but only if I created the theme. I don't like going to theme <laughs> so bad. Only if it's you. Like, <laughs> I get I'm like, I don't really like a theme unless I did I have full control of the theme. <laughs> and so yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't know. And then just like I it depends kind of on the podcast topic too. Because if it's like a ramble like this, then I feel like you just play it. But if it's like yeah. one where we like actually have a specific topic, like I mean, maybe have people bring journals and stuff and like write stuff down and talk about it later. Cause I feel like that could be a really cool conversation starter. I don't know. You guys could do a craft while doing it. I like to listen to podcasts while I'm doing something else because I don't know if this is just like ADHD brain, but, um, if like the more artistic part of your brain, I don't know what side this is left or right is focused on like actual functional movement yeah. with your hands, then the other part of your brain can focus more on the actual like audio mm. coming through. So doing something at the same time, maybe it's like you guys are baking or decorating cookies together, or I don't know, puffy painting a shirt. It's been a long yeah. time. Um, what do they do in college these days? Puffy paint, puff paint. <laughs> um, doing, you know, bead bracelets, rosary making. Oh, cute. Yeah, you could yeah. totally make rosaries and buy them in bulk and, you know. That's smart. Candle but making. Make, yeah, yeah, candle making. You could do fun things like that. Um, that's actually really smart. I feel like that's just a woman thing too, where our brain is, it almost mm-hmm. works better when it's doing a couple of things at once. Yeah. So that would yeah. be so fun. I want to come. FSU is like not too far from me. <laughs> Florida State, you. We used to get whooped by them in soccer during college. Because they were significantly better than us. Uh, <laughs> anyways, speaking of rosary, someone asked Megan, "Can you talk about how you host your rosary brunch slash What do you do?" So this is actually a saving grace that I learned in New Mexico and that I was I got to be a part of. But uh, I just do it the same way my girlfriend did, so I can't take full credit for this because it was just something I was brought into. But I host a monthly rosary brunch on a Saturday morning. Babies are allowed. Small children are not. Because the babies can be nursed and played and they can be calm and held and whatnot. Small children cannot. And I want this to be a time where moms can just get away and just Mm -hmm. talk and like hang out and actually say a rosary in peace and like not broken up. And I, so we have people come over and I have a running group chat. And anytime I meet another Catholic mom or a Catholic woman in the area, because I want it to be multi-generational. I think I talked about Mm -hmm. this before on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I add them to the group chat and right now I host it all. So I, I do all the food and drink and everything, but it can also totally be a potluck to each their own. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can also switch houses around too, as you get to know the group better. Like you can go to someone else's house the next month and someone else can host Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Uh, But we all eat and we hang out and we catch up for like 30, 40 minutes first. And then we sit down and we go around the circle. And if it's the first time, we just introduce ourselves, share about ourselves a little bit. And then we also always share intentions. Um, So things that are on our hearts, things that we're praying for in other people's lives, because it kind of adds a level of depth in the whole thing. And then we pray the rosary. The host typically will start it. And I have a booklet that is linked in my links highlight on Instagram, I believe that helps me perfectly because I don't have praying the rosary memorized as, you know, 
I I am not as perfect. Catholic. Oh, like the mysteries, right? Like the mysteries yeah. and all that. So I don't have it memorized. And so I have this booklet that I read through and then it helps too, because I will start it and I will do the first decade, but then I just pass to the person to the right of me and the next four people will each do a decade. And the booklet just gives them a little bit of confidence because I don't want to assume that everyone knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. and everyone can kind of like have a part in it. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. And then we hang out afterwards if we want or whatnot. I have Avery take Carrie out of the house and it's during Jeannie's nap time currently. So that's what we do, but it's great. Works out. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Patrick had done something, um, that he and a few of his friends started that he's done in two different locations. And we want to start it here. It's so hard though, with traveling most weekends Mm. and stuff. Um, but it's called kneeler drop, Hmm. like kneeler drop, like drop the kneeler. Um, and it will like when we did it in Virginia beach, um, he, we, there would switch houses, but it was like okay. couples and they could bring their kids and someone would host it. It was potluck. You bring breakfast food, which is fun to do. I think it's fun to bring breakfast food more than dinner food yeah. sometimes, you know, cause yeah. it can be super random from fruit to right. you know, quiche cinnamon or, rolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, or like we've brought in, brought, brought in, we brought like <laughs> before, you know, stuff oh, like that. My favorite. Yeah. So, um, you do that. And what you do is you go through the readings. It's a Saturday morning and you go through the readings for the Sunday mass. So it's like you go through, you know, you have opening prayer and you all sit around and it's pretty much like group Lexio Divina. So you go through like the first reading, you read it once. Okay. Read it a sec, like read it by yourself and then have someone read it out loud. And then you kind of like pick it apart and go through it. And people just Mm -hmm. openly like take turns talking about that and what stuck out to them and then different conversations branch off and then you go to you know psalm and the second reading and then the gospel and then it it's just a way you know you're not getting deep like personally but it's a Mm -hmm. way to like dive deep into scripture more so in a casual way where you don't have to prepare for it like a bible study you need to prepare for it and it's more casual too where people can jump in and out where if they have a kid great like go take care of the kid and then come back 10 minutes later and you haven't missed anything or you can't make it the following week that's totally fine but you know the host would have the coffee and drinks and then um you know, people would bring something and it would last like two and a half hours, but it was fun because then you all felt like obligated to go to the kind of the same mass the next Mm. day. So you all saw each other on like Saturday morning and then you saw each other, you know, Sunday evening or whatever it was. Right. And I know Um, how you said that, like it didn't add, doesn't ask for like, you didn't go super deep, but I feel like this is the kind of depth people like are lacking and desire, like mm -hmm. the community depth where it's like, we meet up and talk about the Bible. Yeah. Well, it was deep because you like get into your thoughts about that, like scripture, scripture, you know, so your, how you, how it's thought or yeah, how you see it or what questions it brings up, which is cool, but it's not like, oh, this is what's going on in my life. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And we probably could have done like prayer intentions at the end, but, um, and then sometimes like, I'm not a big praise and worship girl, but a few of the people like were praise and worship people and they brought their guitars and, you know, the kids liked it and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It just like, here's the thing too. Like you just have to start it. Because that, mm-hmm. like, I'm kicking myself that it took me almost two years to start it. Because every single woman that came was like, 
I am so glad you started this. I've been wanting something like this. I've just been so hesitant to start it. Like you just have to start it because everyone else is going to be so glad you did. You know yeah. what I mean? And you so. can just invite random people. Like yeah. in old town, when I lived in like Virginia, DC area, I just started, um, muffins and mimosas. Yeah. And I did. would just buy a ton of muffins from whole foods and then have stuff for mimosas. And literally we would go to like the Latin mass and invite random people. We're like, like come over, you know, that? and we'll just yell the address. And I remember yeah. some guy, he like got the address wrong. He was walking up and down the street and we like saw him from my apartment and yelled out the window. Hey! Like, it's up here. <laughs> <laughs> just invite random people. And like, a lot of people traveled into that Latin mass. And so we would see like a young, cute guy and be like, Hey, come on over. We're, we're not weird. I promise. We're having like 20 people over after mass. So it was just a very casual way. And the more the merrier in that right. kind of situation and people need places to mingle. Like you can only mingle for so long in the narthex of a church right. or outside the front doors. Right. Exactly. And I just feel like when people talk about, oh, where do you find the good guys or where do you find the good girls? It's like, start something create it yeah. create the because place because it makes that, that awkward yeah. yeah exactly bring your friends yeah we'd love to and, have you and if you're the girl that starts that say cc was single when she did this i don't remember if you were single or not or if Patrick i was the picture but... um yeah i wasn't really i mean i was you're like pretty take it like well Anyways. it was like in between and then patrick was introduced and then yeah. okay Anyways. okay well say cc was totally single and available and she hosts this thing and she's like hey come on over whatever automatically guys are like this woman is a host. This woman opens her house to other people. She's a homemaker. She can gather people together. Mm -hmm. This is so attractive. Like you've already won in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just do it. Just do it. It's so worth it. And like you and your friends, you know, it doesn't have to be on yeah. you. You could provide mm -hmm. the space, but when you have, and, and people would bring stuff, people go to the bakery after mass and bring it over. And, oh. you know, there was always so much stuff, so much food that you just, you know, yeah. Play exactly. all you need is like a good jazz playlist or something in the background. <laughs> you swear by that. Every time we like have open the windows. Yeah. Like, you know, have some nice light come through. Um, Candles. have a clean space, a candle lit, and like you're good to go. Yeah. Yep. Totally good to go. And a clean yep. bathroom. That's all you need. Yes. A clean bathroom is necessary. Clean bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do it like this is your sign yes. if you've been thinking about it just do it invite the random people invite the random couple mm -hmm. like so uh if they're weird they probably won't come back anyway you know what like some people are like well I don't know if they're weird they're yeah, at my okay. house I'm like yeah they probably won't come back then that's true just don't invite them back it's okay it's okay yeah. to not invite everyone yeah yeah that's true yeah true 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 this isn't kindergarten birthday parties <laughs> where everyone's invited yeah yeah where you have to oh my gosh everyone. true yeah. I know well Meg do you want to talk about our new sponsor more than entertained yes okay I'm so excited about this because Brennan the writer and one of the starters of more than entertained uh he and I went to college together we were both freshmen at the same time we were both athletes at the same time he did track mm -hmm. I did soccer and the track field was around the soccer field and he was actually one of my first friends at Troy but he wasn't Catholic wow. at the time he ended up converting, I think, halfway through college, um, which was really cool to me because it was the other college athlete. And I was just like, yeah, this is not the atmosphere to find conversion. You know, <laughs> it's uh -huh. just not it. Um, but they started this. He started this ministry along with a bunch, a couple other people that I know. Um, and their mission is to help others recognize Christ in the entertainment industry through articles and videos. 
Uh, the More Than Entertained team shares how they find truth, goodness, and beauty in the media around us um, with stuff on Pride and Prejudice and Kanto, The Little Women, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Swift, Ben Rector, the World Cup, Olympics. I mean, literally, you name it. Um, all of these and more contain seeds of the great story. So whether to divinize and elevate your own entertainment experience or to share this way of viewing the world with your friend who loves movies but may not go to church, this ministry is totally worth checking out. I love literally it's so cool what they're doing because I think in the Christian and Catholic circles, we just condemn entertainment no matter what, like there's nothing good you can take from it at all. And I just think that's like an extreme. Yeah. Their Instagram's pretty cool. I just looked it up and, um, they have awesome reels and everything and they're real about the Jonas brothers. They have one out. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're talking. There's one that Brennan was doing about uh, Justin Bieber love song. Uh, I don't remember. It was one of the newest ones he did um, about Haley, and he just like shared a new perspective on it. I never even thought of in referencing like love and what love really Uh is and God and all these things. And I was like, I love that. I love that. So at More Than Entertained on Instagram, and everything will be linked in our show notes. They're just an awesome ministry to check out and follow along with. So. Yeah. And it looks like they're, um, looking for people to write for them too, Mm because they have a blog more than entertain.com. So they have reflections posted weekly, but if you're interested, totally reach out to them. If this sounds like if you're a pop culture junkie and it Mm -hmm. sounds like something you'd be interested in. So definitely love them. Tell Brennan, we sent (laughs) you, I got you, Brennan. Next question. Okay. So we're going to dive into a topic that's not for little ears, but we think it's going to be really beneficial because this is the stuff we wish we would have heard a few years back. Um, so pause it. Here's your opportunity to pause and start later. Um, otherwise we'll just jump right in. All right, Meg, let's go. How to prioritize sex with your husband with multiple littles. Great question. And one that I'm actually very passionate about. Um, I feel like passionate about which part, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm passionate about the sex with your husband and I am passionate about having multiple littles. Okay. I'm passionate about the whole thing. (laughs) Somehow they, one turns into the other. I know somehow they like, they just circle. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, the whole thing that I always think of and as in regards to marriage, like arguments, sex, like things that are intimate, things that are like necessary or hard or let ebb and flow is that Satan hates us, Satan hates marriage, and we hate Satan. So Mm -hmm. we are fighting Satan. We are not fighting each other. And that has always been like where I try to keep my head as far as anything in marriage goes. But then as far as sex with your husband and multiple littles, I will say it is seasonal. And I will say it does matter. Like if you are two weeks postpartum, you are not like be honest and realistic with yourself and your husband. Um, like just, you just have to constantly keep that open communication between each other because you should not feel pressured to have sex two weeks postpartum with your husband. And I know no. that like the pressure around sex for women is weird and a hard thing sometimes in marriage. But I will say for women that are having a hard time, like keeping the spark alive as far as sex goes or being available or having the energy or the mental capacity for sex, because I know it happens at the end of the day. And a lot of the times you're tired and you're tapped out and you're touched out and whatnot. Love isn't a feeling. You are not always going to feel like you want to just like jump his bones all the time, especially when (laughs) you have young kids. It's not going (laughs) to feel like the wedding night. 
Right. It's not going to feel like the wedding night. It's not going to feel like it felt before marriage where it was like, I want to cross this line so bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to feel like that all the time, but love is an action and it's in doing our duty and fulfilling our obligations that we actually find true joy. I will tell you, there have been many, many times where I'm like, I just feel like I'm tired. Like I would just maybe rather not, but then I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to, this is where lingerie helps. I'm going to put on my cute mentionables lingerie and I'm going to light some candles in the room and I'm going to get myself ready because in doing all of that, it puts my mentality in the right space for it. And it actually sets me up for success here. Right. And then every time we have sex, there's never been a moment where I'm like, yeah, I'm still too I tired. regret that. Yeah. I regret yeah. That. I, oh, yeah. I regret that. That was, I'm too tired. Ugh. And now I'm really too touched out and I'm disgusted. Like never, ever. I'm always like, why did I ever like hesitate doing that for a second? And as far as like where to do it and how to do it when you have kids that are co-sleeping with you get creative. You have lots of rooms in the house. You have blankets. Like the floor is not off limits. <laughs> Just get creative. It's kind of fun. Um, cause I know people have asked me that question before too. Like, well, how do you have sex if you're co-sleeping with a baby? It's like, we have, like, I don't want to say we have a guest room because we have guests that come and sleep in the guest room, <laughs> but we have a guest room <laughs> and they have a washing machine. They're a laundry machine. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on it. And I don't know if you have like passionate thoughts about like, having consistent sex in marriage and whatnot, because you are now in that realm as well, even without littles. So one thing that I heard often prior to marriage that I feel grateful that I didn't have this mentality Mm. seeped in was, um, a lot of women, and this doesn't have to do with littles, but a lot of women, they, um, I don't know if it's a lot, but I know quite a few women that this had happened to where it's like, they were told for so long that sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. Mm -hmm. And so then when they are finally married, they like, can't get out of their head, you know? And like for women, like it's all mental. (laughs) Yes. You know? So, um, that is something where it's, I've known women where it took them, you know, three months, six months to really get out of their head um, from that mentality of like, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad to like, no, this is actually good. It's good for our marriage and good for us. Yeah. And yeah, there are times where you're totally tired, but like Megan said, there's not a time where I'm like, oh yeah, I regret that, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> like, and then even when I am tired and like, this is not to say that like, if you feel pressured to have sex and you're tired and exhausted and tapped out, you should just say yes, because you need to fulfill your obligation. And like, love as an action and you just need to do it like you this need is to not, yeah, yeah this no. is not puritan at all by any means but i do think there's something to be said about like coming up we can um not marginalize we can rationalize anything and we can tell ourselves we're too tired and we can tell ourselves we're too touched out and whatnot all the time mm-hmm. but if we do that over and over and over again we are telling our spouse that you are not a priority in the hard times and the exhausted times and whatnot and you are telling satan yeah, I just you won the battle in the sex bed, like or on the marital bed, like that's fine, like whatever. Doctor, and that's Laura, just where my head goes. No, totally. And Doctor Laura, do you remember her online course? The um, yes, Karen and the one that we haven't done yet is the sex one. That's like the you very last one that. we haven't okay. read it yet or listened do it to it yet. this week. Do it this okay. week. But she talks about, in lack of better terms, is like, if he's not getting it from you, he's going to get it from somewhere. And now this isn't to say that all men are like that, but she has been doing the, you know, people, women have called into our hotline for 40 years saying, Mm -hmm. oh, this happened. And she's like, well, when's last, she, my husband cheated on me. She's like, well, when's the last time you slept with him? She's like, maybe like four months ago. She's like, yeah. 
well uh-huh there you go takes two yeah takes two yeah. to tango um so that's not to say like you know this don't take don't take my words and uh, twist them right dr laura talks about in a really great way where it's like you're human he's human denying someone over and over and over again is gonna take a hit to the confidence mm-hmm. and it's so, gonna take a hit to the union yeah and this like, is like in mind this is the one thing you guys can do together with god that is extreme like is physical mental emotional like literally spiritual everything combines together mm-hmm. in the most close intimate way and to mm-hmm. like have that eroded is like Oh my gosh, that's my worst nightmare. There's a reason why sex and money are the two number two reasons yep. it causes for a divorce. There's a reason. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not going to fall into that category whatsoever. I don't care how tired I am. Like maybe I'm stubborn. May I don't know. <laughs> but that's just where I go with it. So yeah. And thought. like their uh St. John Chris system, um, when I was like reading his book, I've talked about it a ton on here, his book on marriage. It's like green cover, St. John yes. Chris system. It's pretty much like a bunch of his homilies. He said that um, a husband and wife are equally responsible for the honor of their marriage bed. Mm-hmm. And I love that there's like a responsibility that he ties to it. Yes. And it's like to the marriage bed. It's like, yes, a responsibility to each other, but like it's a responsibility to the union, which is yep. like an outward thing that you both are responsible for working on yes yep you know and Um, well and that union is what seals the vow that you made on the altar you know what I mean like that's what seals it all and it's like you're married now right like so that's how big this is like it's not just like oh well it's just sex and guys want it all the time because they're horny all the time and, and I'm just tapped out and he doesn't understand me he doesn't like whoa 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 you've already forgotten like what sex really is and like the power and weight that it holds totally rewind for a second and um there's another quote that he said and he said if he's talking about sex if men fornicate even when they have consultation from their wives what do you expect will happen if they're deprived of this sex and it's like yeah if the wife is depriving the husband of sex he's going to find it somewhere else and it sounds terrible but they are both equally responsible yes yep you know yeah. And a lot of the times that's where cheating is rooted from, mm-hmm. unfortunately, is being deprived of something, whether yeah. it's emotional or, or emotional intimacy or physical intimacy. Yeah. 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 Um, let me see if there's anything else that came to mind. Yeah. That's just what yeah. I remember. But it's a great book. Yeah, should anyone should read it. Everyone should read it if you can get it. It was sold out for a while, but St. John Chris system marriage. On marriage and family life. Is that the yep, one? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Any other any other ones that pop up? I mean, there's so many. Um, let's do ooh, let's do this one. This is about sex too. And I've been here it is. I've been going on dates with this guy and I've started conversations about how I'm saving sex for marriage, but I'm trying to navigate what that actually means for me since this is the first time I've had to have that conversation with a guy. Have you guys talked about this on a podcast before, or do you have any advice or recommendations for how I can make this desire more my own? I feel like, I feel like forever it's just been, oh, I'm just doing this because I'm Catholic and that's what the church says. But now I'm like, wait, why am I saving sex for marriage? Good question. We do have a podcast called Let's Talk About Sex baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can go you can go listen to that one but we're kind of talking about it here too so I figured I'd bring that one up 
Because I feel like that's fair. I feel like this is where people get in the mindset of like, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. This is just what I'm supposed to do. This is a rule I'm supposed to follow. This is just what the church says. And they get wrapped up into it instead of making it their own decision for their own intimate, personal, like logical reason. So like humans, the brain, like you have to make a choice and in order to take agency for the choice. So like, if a choice is not made and it's just kind of like handed to you, you're going to have no responsibility for the choice. And you're not going to like abide by the choice because the choice was made for you. Not, you didn't Mm -hmm. like choose it. So for something like this, you have to like go back and like mentally choose this, like read the, just type in like Catholic catechism on saving sex or like father Mike has tons of podcasts or, um, like YouTube videos. If you type in like, my Schmidt sex on YouTube. Yeah. Hopefully nothing weird comes up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh, we can't control the internet. Be, yeah. There should be great stuff he has where he yeah. dives into, you know, actual like word by word church teaching. Cause that's not something I'm going to be able to regurgitate here by any right. means, but um, you have to own it. Like you were saying, like, otherwise you're going to be so passive with it. You're not going to take responsibility. You're it's, it's hard. Like you have to make the decision for yourself. And we've said this so many times. It's like the guy actually has to make the decision for himself too. Chances are you will end up having sex. If the guy's just doing it for you, because he's not taking agency or responsibility for that decision, he has to want it for himself first and then he has to want it for you second Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes it might be noble to be like oh no I want to save sex because you want it fine it's probably not going to happen right I remember when I was in either high school or early college I saw Emily Wilson's YouTube video on saving sex for marriage and that one really struck a chord with me because it came from a young pretty Catholic woman Mm -hmm. on her like on the personal emotional reasons why saving sex for marriage is a beautiful honorable admirable thing and it wasn't just like church teaching blah 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 blah. because my dad's told me that all the years growing up you know (laughs) Uh and so it was very eye-opening for me so again if you youtube emily wilson saving sex for marriage i'm sure that'll pop up it was one of her very first videos that she shared and like went viral on mm-hmm. um and this doesn't mean like what we're saying here doesn't mean to shame people who have had sex before marriage and have made the choice to now be chased you know moving in to the dating scene again right. that's like amazing and it's gonna be hard it's totally yeah. gonna be hard but you can do it and I know so many people who I, I even know couples who were sleeping together and then for what two years turkey they didn't at all. And they got married and Mm -hmm. like, that's awesome too. It's totally possible. But I coming from someone who did save sex for marriage, Megan also did save sex for marriage. Um, sorry to air your dirty laundry. (laughs) It's not dirty laundry. I'm proud of it. (laughs) Your clean laundry, your pure, you can share it, (laughs) your pure white laundry. Um, (laughs) sorry to air it, but it's something where I would, I understand why women are walking around feeling so self-conscious, so anxious all the time, because if I was having that intimate connection with someone who was not like soul based in you, like soul tied with me, like literally we are one in the eyes of God. 
I would also be walking around like a crazy erratic person, self-conscious with no confidence. Like I understand why women go crazy in, yeah. in college and why they seem psycho and like a psycho B word. I get it because yeah. Yeah. I would have been the same way if I was having sex with random guys, feeling right. self-conscious. Oh my gosh, is he going to call me? Oh my gosh, I'm seeing about the party. Who else is he sleeping with? Yeah. Like, what did he think of that? Like, did he think that was good? Like, I'm, I don't know. Like, did I do it right? Like compared to X, Y, and Z girl, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I would be crazy too. I would totally yeah. be crazy. Like well, there's something so beautiful knowing that you're not being compared to anyone. And even if your partner did have sex before marriage, he's, it's totally, he, he has no one to compare it to sex within marriage. Sex within marriage mm-hmm. is a completely different playing field yeah. than sex outside marriage, sex outside of marriage. Chances are too, not to get into the nitty gritty, but chances are you're not doing sex the full way, right? Because you're probably contracepting or pulling out or something. And that's that's also a completely different sex experience. Yeah. That's terrible. Sex without like um without pulling out or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's so different. Completely different. So and like even biologically, like it makes sense why women and girls who are just having sex with all kinds of different guys are struggling because biologically they are telling their bodies are telling themselves that we have found we have found someone to trust we have found someone to protect us we have found someone to provide for us we that's are that's quote unquote safe yes this is a safe person Whew, okay we can relax now your body says sudden, it but your, your mind. body and your nervous system are like perfect cool awesome good and then all of a sudden he's gone and it's the next guy and all of a sudden your nervous system is like freaking the heck out and because you're like these hormones are everywhere and they're not being used appropriately and they're not like this well, is I not also what it's can't, for like we were saying sex is such a mental thing for women i can't imagine it's like good oh no <laughs> like no. it's good with a random person i can't imagine it's oh i'd be freaking out the whole that scares really the heck enjoyable, out of me right that scares me even with my ex in college whom i thought i loved whom i thought like oh yeah i love this guy I could see myself maybe marrying him down the line. Even having sex with him freaked me out. He didn't. The thought, the thought. Yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Let me clarify. The idea of having sex with him freaked me out because that is such an intimate thing. That is such a, like a whole self gift. That is the most I can give myself to someone. Mm -hmm. You are making love. He has not committed to spending a whole his whole life with me we are not soul tied like cc said like he could up and leave tomorrow what's stopping him nothing in fact without us having sex even he did and that's and that's what makes a woman crazy is knowing that he could leave with all your secrets and everything with every piece of you essentially like uh oh that freaks me out totally i'm good (laughs) like i can't i just i've said this to patrick so many times i'm like i can't imagine that sex could even be good outside of marriage. I mean, like, actually it makes sense that it would, would not be good at all because like the devil is going to give you, the devil's going to give you a cheap version of what God can give you. I was going to say, it's going to be a perverted version of whatever it is. And he may like, he may totally make you think it's great. Totally. But you don't know, right? right. You don't know any difference. I don't know any difference, but I can only imagine why women feel crazy is because yeah, your body's 
telling you something. When you feel crazy after you sleep with him the night after, your body's telling you like, this wasn't right. Yeah, there's a reason why your hormones are going all over. You're feeling so self-conscious. There's a reason, like listen to that. That's like an right. internal alarm that something- Feminine intuition. Yes, feminine intuition, women instinct. Yep. It's a thing, it's a real thing. It we can is. get into another podcast, but I'm passionate about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So before we jump in to a few more Q and A's here, we want to talk about Hallow. Um, if you haven't downloaded Hallow yet, I'm just confused. Like what you're waiting for. <laughs> Mom just downloaded the other day and I was like, Mom, what are you doing? I could have got you three months free she's like I think I get like the first month free but not the full version I was like mama mama mom what are no, you no. doing what are you doing? Com slash what in the dang heck is three <laughs> months free okay and it's really cool because even when you open up the app it tells you like saints of the day like today mm-hmm. when we're recording this it's saint perpetual and felicity um hmm. And they have like a little daily, like five minute thing about them. So there's just so much you can do on this app. We've talked about the music before. They're always adding new stuff. They actually have a whole like sleep section where it's, um, they're like sleep stories. I'm such a person that listens to when I'm alone, like I listen to a podcast going to sleep and I started listening to these sleep stories and there, um, there's even like hollow kid stories. So instead of putting on, you know, the TV, you could put on a quote unquote audio book or Mm -hmm. hollow sleep story. Um, it's such, I mean, 18 minutes, that's as, that's just as long as like, you know, SpongeBob, SpongeBob episode or whatever, whatever shows, whatever shows kids watch these days. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And just like we were talking about so much better for a child to have audio because they're not, um, overstimulated then if they're playing with a toy versus playing with a toy and having the TV on. So yeah. there's so much for children on this app, take advantage of it, at least try it, download the app. It's on every app store, but three months free is like a big deal. And you can, yeah, just go to hallow, H-A-L-L-O-W.com backslash what in the dang heck to download today. Yeah. Speaking of saint feast days, what are your top three favorite saints? That was one of the questions that we got. Mine are always changing. Okay. So it's like seasonal. Mine are, mine are consistent. Mine are like, they have been my go-to. St. Maria Goretti. Okay. When I was a little girl, I just loved that she had golden curly hair and I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. It's like a a saint. That's so cool. Um, And then it's actually cool looking at it now because she like vehemently was like, I'm saving sex for marriage. And mm-hmm. someone stabbed her because she wouldn't have sex with them. And she forgave them. I'm like, okay. And he became a priest, didn't he? And he, I don't know yeah. if he became a priest, but he converted and went to her funeral. Oh, converted to Catholicism. Yeah. He converted to Catholicism okay. and went to her funeral, um, which is just like, talk about the power of forgiveness. Um, so that along with like chastity, I was just like, wow, I'm, I just love her. And then St. Elizabeth of Hungary was always so cool to me because she was literally a queen and she just like fed the poor and clothed the poor. And just was like, it makes me like a a hostess. Yeah. She was a boss. She was like, kind of like a, oh, okay. That was, she's kind of like a, like a businesswoman, but also like she had an excess and just gave away and hosted and ran things. And I was just like, it also just makes sense that I just love her so much. And then Maximilian Kolbe has always been my favorite um, ever since we lived in Germany and went to some of the concentration camps and stuff. Like it really put into perspective 
like he just he wanted to keep this family together and was like I like I will go in place and I just that kind of sacrifice and like willingness to I just don't I can't comprehend it and just having been literally where he was and where his seller was and all that stuff just puts a whole different perspective on it so yeah those three so I it's hard okay so I have like two favorite saints that I prefer to read um one is like saint john chrysostom and the other one is saint john of the cross i like reading their their stuff but i wouldn't say like i go to them for things if that makes sense um i started going to saint philomena more because we have her relic of her bone Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's something where it's like impossible not to go to her if she's sitting right in front of you um (laughs) so like that's i know um and then St. Joseph, I'm just like to say that I was like a really big St. Joseph fan before the whole St. Joseph consecration even existed. So, <laughs> you were an OG. <laughs> I was an OG St. Joseph fan, still am. Um, but another saint, I mean, say I just go through like saints that kind of stalk me or I go to saint for like a specific intention. So mm. like there were certain intentions where like I was all about St. Francis for St. Francis de Sales. There's yeah. certain intentions where I was like all about St. Medardus, like and St. Faustina at one point too, right? Or um, no, no, or not St. Therese. I uh, yeah, like St. Therese. Like there's, okay. I I don't like have like my favorite. I just have certain ones that like stalk me for certain moments of time <laughs> that I I've had like moments with St. Um, Elizabeth of Hungary. Okay. Um, it was so funny. I had two people, a priest and a friend text me on St. Elizabeth of Hungary's feast day and was like, oh, I feel, I don't know. I was just like praying for you this morning. And I was like, that's so weird. Why? They're like, well, it's St. Elizabeth of Hungary's feast day. Isn't she your like patron saint? I'm like, no, they're like, uh, oh, so weird. She just reminds me of you. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's certain, I don't know. I go like in and out. I don't have my particular posse, Three. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair mm-hmm. fair fair um red flags and friendships mm, okay and it, yeah take it away <laughs> um so I think like the trying to verbalize it there's something that I think can happen in friendships where it is comparison turned into envy turned into being snotty mm, where yes. it's like short uh, like if you're getting into like little bickerings here and there like it's like mm-hmm. being short with snappy. each other snappy or like giving some attitude or just being like well you can just do it your way like I don't know little yes. sh- crap like that where if you and and then there's certain friendships on the other hand where it feels like they're sucking your energy oh like, yeah that was gonna be have- my red flag yeah, like you have to determine after you hang out with them or spend time with them how you feel as a person after. Are you mm-hmm. feeling self-conscious like you're questioning everything you said? Because they're yeah. probably, I mean, they're probably pretty judgy then. Like you're taking that on. I mean, maybe yeah. you're a people pleaser, but there's certain people who I talk to. And then after I'm like thinking about, oh my gosh, should I say that right? I'm like, oh my God, yeah. what is wrong with me? I don't do that yeah. with anyone. I just don't like the vibe they're giving off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, It's like a judgy vibe or it's like their conversation that I was, a lot like therefore they were just judging other people so then I left thinking about they're probably judging me behind I do yeah 
you know, I don't like that feeling. So you have to like, see how you feel after you hang out with them. Some people are like, love hanging out with you. Like they're your friend, but you're not, or they're, you're their friend, but they're not your friend. If that makes yes, sense. That's it's the like people that just suck. leech off you. And yeah. then it's because they want your, there's no other word for it than like energy, excitement, like stuff going on, affirmation, inspiration, but it's like, they aren't, you're not getting anything from them. That's a red flag. Right. right. Same. Those would probably be the top two for me too. The one, cause I don't even say like, oh, someone who doesn't talk to you in a while. Cause like, as you become a mom too, like there are, I have so many friends where I like probably don't talk to them for like months. But then like, we'll connect and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. here's what's going on in our lives. How are you mm-hmm. doing? What's going on? How's God working? Like, so I wouldn't even say like, oh, if they don't talk to you for months, if they're ignoring you for months, maybe that's an issue. Yeah. Um, but if yeah, they those... can't take feedback. Oh gosh. Yes. I think that was the most, that's one of my favorite things about our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, my like terrible. closest friendships, they actually invite feedback yes please tell me how I can because they're not in comparison like it's like they can handle it because they're not comparing our lives they're just confident in themselves like they don't need your friendship to feel like they're a good person or that they're like worthy of anything you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. you just add extra to their life totally um that's what I think of that sums it up yeah any last little bit one? Um, this okay. is random. What? what? The Hooters. <laughs> do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Opinion on Hooters and if it's just as bad as a strip club. They um, also said after this question, trying to prove a point. <laughs> so. Okay. So I've never been to Hooters, but I've seen like their outfits. Right. To be honest. Their outfits are covering more than the average beach or public pool. Oh, your your opinion went elsewhere. I was just going to say, why do you need girls with their boobs popping and their butts popping? Oh, yeah, it's chicken? totally not necessary, but like. Yeah, but I didn't even consider that because I was just like, I've seen girls wrong. on airplanes that are waiting, that are like <laughs> wearing less, wearing yeah. less clothes. Now it's totally not necessary. Like just go to B-dubs, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't say it's as bad as a strip club, but it's unnecessary. Like, I would be like, Patrick, what? Patrick wouldn't yeah. go there. There's no way their chicken tenders are better than every other place that sells chicken tenders. Just I saying. Know. <laughs> like, I know my husband wouldn't go there, you know? Right. And I would be like, you're not going, like, what? That wouldn't no. even be a conversation because it's not even something they would consider. Yeah, it's just like off the table. But like a strip club is... Because like what circulates Hooters is food. What circulates a strip club is sex. Yeah. So the actual like purposes are different. Like the purpose of the business is different. You know, the purpose of how money is made is different. Mm -hmm. So it Mm -hmm. is drastically different. Now, uh, the mentality of the women might be the same, but it's still like the actual business is different. The actions that they actually take are different too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, a strip club, there's going to be a lot more skin, a lot more scandal. There's going to be a lot more alcohol, a lot more touching lights are going to be a lot darker. Yeah. And there's a different mentality of the actual like men that go in, right? Like what they're going to get by going in that building is different. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I do think they're different. And I mean, yeah, there's, you're going to find girls that are dressed just like Hooters on an airplane. And you're going to find girls in the gym that have less clothes than the women at Hooters. True. True. Fortunately, (laughs) don't be at a pool. They're going to have like bandages just covering their the areas nips. just yeah. bandages <laughs> yeah just that so jeez <laughs> it's definitely not as bad as a strip club <laughs> that's true that's true there's not like they're dancing while handing you your chicken you know <laughs> like shaking it for the chicken strip oh my gosh that's true that's true yeah yeah uh can we do one more yeah. This one felt very specific and I kind of like it because we've never been asked this before. I don't think I have girlfriends who live with their boyfriends, think it's okay to have sex before marriage, think that gay relationships are to be celebrated and that the Catholic church's rules that go against these things are just old and outdated. They still count themselves as Catholics and they're good and kind people, but totally caught up in the world. Their opinions are so strong. I love them both. And I've been friends for 15 plus years with both of them. What do I do? How do I navigate? Well, their opinions don't erase truth is my first thought in like 2000 plus years of tradition and truth. That has so been- I think we like live in this thing where it's like, oh, you have to tolerate, you have to tolerate. And like, I don't have to tolerate f- friends that have different, opi- like different, yeah. like, yeah, you know, mentalities about stuff, like different opinions, whatever. But this is like a really big difference in lifestyle mm-hmm. and because you were friends for 15 years doesn't mean you have to be best friends now. There's no obligation to that. There's no, you know, obligation yeah. for to be your go-to people personally, if that's what they believe. Like I'm not really going to be, they're not my go-to people for advice, you mm-hmm. know? So how great of a friend are they really? Right. Like, are they in my corner? I don't know. I don't now know. I want to know what they think about abortion. Mm. that changes why is that why does that change things for you or where Um, would that stand in all of that because the basis of the like human life like where Mm. is you value life yeah like general like humans humans because if you don't have value for humans then everything trickles (laughs) from there right yeah yeah because then you know now I have friends that are like pro-abortion, but like, I'm, they're not my best friends. I don't go the, to them for stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll see them in group settings. That's totally right. fine. And they're, they know where you stand and you know yeah. where they stand and you don't have to talk about it and you don't have to just like tolerate it and go over to their house every day. Like, yeah. But if that's coming up all the time and you're leaving frustrated, is it worth it? Well, and the other thing too, I feel like is if you know that they live with their boyfriends or having sex before marriage, all this stuff, and it's just totally not sitting right with you. Those conversations like, are going to be vastly different than the conversations you, that are good for your actual soul. Right. And I just feel like that's when something's that unsettling, that's, I just always think about like how God is the Prince of Peace and mm-hmm. how, if that is, if there's tension surrounding your relationship with these girls all the time because you know the way they're living is not sound it is not the way that they should be living as catholics and nothing you can say or none of your role modelness or your presence or whatever has changed it or whatnot then you're just going to constantly be in tension with them and that's not going to work mm-hmm. like it's going to combust <laughs> essentially it will. 
Yeah. So, and that doesn't mean you don't have to be friends with them and whatever. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's just one of those things we've talked about before where you just kind of naturally distance yourself a bit and you start to really pour into other friendships that are like uh-huh. soul giving, uh-huh. which can be really hard. Cause with history like that, I mean, I've got yeah. friends who I had had slash have history with that. And it's just like the growing apart thing where it's just weird. Cause you don't see it coming and you're like, we're going to grow up and our kids are going to like be best friends and get married one day and like all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it just doesn't happen. And you're like kind of holding on to it still because that was your thought or expectation about it, but it's just not, it's not naturally going to evolve any better. Yeah. Especially if there's two friends, cause you're going to feel left out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And you're going to start to question why you have the morals and the boundaries that you do, which is Satan. Mm-hmm. So run <laughs> fast. Oh yeah. It's going to yeah. be hard, but like some, you get to a point where you realize there's friendships that are seasonal and that's okay. Yeah. And, and I will say like, as someone who has had friends who have last, who, who I had been friends with for this long, who were in similar situations, it it was hard to have the upfront conversation say one that is not okay by the church. That's not okay mm-hmm. by me. And as your friend, I'm going to call you out on it. That conversation sucks and you don't want to say it, Yes, but you are responsible for saying it. So if you haven't said something yet, like if they were to die, if, if you were there, I don't remember what it was. My priest was saying, like, if I were to die tomorrow, I would be held responsible for knowing that information and not having said anything to my friends about it mm-hmm. with the relationship that I had. So you yep. do need to say something. You have an obligation to say something and it's going to suck. But then afterwards you've put the ball in their court and that friendship, if it's like severed and it's over, I promise you like, yes, there's a loss and you can grieve it and whatnot, but there's like a peace that comes with it. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, that tension's gone. That weight that I was carrying of like all of their, um, for lack of better words, all of their sins <laughs> that I was like carrying all the time is just like gone. Yeah. And it's like, ask okay. your favorite saint to bring you friends. Yeah. True. Hasn't, um, hasn't Marilis done that before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has St. Maria Goretti. I've done that. Yeah. yeah. And they've done it. Saints are loyal. They're good. They people. are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, this was random. This was good. I have no idea what I'm going to title it. Sex um, and saints. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a reason CC is our PR person and it's not me. I just kind of follow her lead and make the graphic accordingly. <laughs> Sex and saints, help. Oh my um, gosh. But it is catchy. Scandalous. Catchy. So we'll, we'll think on that. This is a working title. <laughs> Anyone feel free to submit your quests, your ideas. But please call in at 312-775-2615. Um, we've had a lot of feedback about, we talked about last time, um, engagement and like that season. So please Mm. call in with, or text in with your engagement stories or questions or advice or spiritual warfare within engagement. Um, we'll see what we can put together. We'll eventually do something. So give us a call and, uh, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.